See the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. What if you took the time to really soak it? Good morning and welcome to Talk with Francesca. That's talkwithfrancesca.com. You're listening to AM 1510 WMEX Boston and 106.1 FM WNBP in Newburyport. We'll be talking with Kevin Weeks, former mobster and prior, and I want to emphasize prior, longtime friend and confidant of James Whitey Bulger. No one knows the story better than Kevin Weeks, one of Bulger's most trusted associates. Kevin is also the author of the New York Times bestseller, Brutal, The Untold Story of My Life Inside Whitey Bulger's Irish Mob, and his newest book that he has co-authored with Phyllis Karras, Hunted Down, The FBI's Pursuit and Capture of Whitey Bulger. Welcome, Kevin, and thanks for joining me this morning on Talk with Francesca. Well, thank you for having me. So, Kevin, of course, everyone's talking about Black Mass. Uh, Too bad we can't say it's only a movie. You know, I mean, body after body, bullet after bullet, it proved to be too much of a draw for Hollywood hit makers. I assume you've seen the movie? I saw the movie Friday night. And what do you think? Uh, it's Hollywood. It, yeah. uh, there's a lot of fiction in it. It's uh, disjointed. Uh, the characters that are portrayed, I mean, they have these people portrayed, including myself, as uh, Neanderthals. It's, uh, they have basically uh, fictional accounts of things that helped happened in there. When you say, can you elaborate on that when you say Neanderthal? What, what did you really mean by that? Well, the, the characters. I mean, you know, my character uh, in particular, uh, the person that plays me, uh, he looks nothing like me, and I look like a mindless oaf. Okay. Um, what, what is, um, I'm curious what your... Um, opinion of Johnny Depp's depiction of Whitey Bulger is, and from what I hear, it falls pretty flat with you. Is that accurate? Uh, Outside of the, uh, basically, the makeup, the hair, uh, (laughs) he he doesn't portray uh, Whitey Bulger at all, how he was. So, so how, what is the difference there? Tell us. Well, I mean, you know, getting past the accents and all that, just the way that uh, Whitey Bulger would talk to the people around him. I mean, there's a scene in there where he berates Johnny Matarano. And if that was the case, the movie would have been over real quick because Johnny would have killed him. Oh. Uh, he'd be right Stevie Fleming in the movie. Uh, Stevie would have killed him. I mean, we did not talk to each other like that. Uh, you, you know, it might sound funny, but uh, these people were well-educated. And uh, besides that, everyone was dangerous. Uh, I mean, there's a scene in there where Tommy King gets killed just for talking to a Whitey Bulger in a certain way. You don't think that uh, Whitey would have got killed if he talked to these people like that? They had a working relationship. Uh, Everybody was respectful of everybody. How did you, Kevin, how did you feel um, when you left the movie theater? What what were some of your thoughts and feelings? I assume you went there with your wife. I went with my wife and uh, seven other people. Oh, wow. Um, Wow. It it was, uh, the movie was disgusting. Again, it portrays South Boston in this bad light. Uh, you know, you had a small group of people that were doing these things. It's not representative of the community. Uh, you know, the movie itself, as far as factual, it wasn't factual. It was disjointed. It was taken out of uh, chronological order. Uh, it was done poorly. I mean, how can you make a movie and not ask any of the people that were there in the inner circle what happened? 
you know, I don't remember anyone from the media, uh, you know, newspapers or uh, uh, these lawyers or writers uh, being there when we committed these crimes, and yet they portrayed them in a way that didn't happen. So I asked you how you felt, so it sounds like you're angry about it. Is that Would that be no, accurate? I'm not angry about it. It's just, you know, it's Hollywood, and they're putting it together to suit them to make money. Mm-hmm. And it does no justice to the victims, the victims' families. And, uh, you know, and it portrays us as these low-life thugs that are moronic. And you don't get high in organized crime uh, by being stupid. You know, even though Jim Bulger was an informant and we were receiving uh, information from uh, sources in law enforcement, you still have to be able to process that information and use it to your advantage. So what I'm, am I hearing you correctly that you're saying that um, James Whitey Bulger was um, a very smart businessman? Is that what you're saying? And that they, well, that, very, and in the movie that they portrayed him as just a moron? No, they portrayed him as, uh, you know, that everyone is subservient to him, which was not true. I mean, when, uh, for instance, when James, Bul- James Bulger went to uh, Winter Hill, Johnny Montevano was already there before him. Johnny Montevano was one of the founding members of Winter Hill. So for him to be subservient to Whitey is crazy. You know? uh, Steve Flemmy, there's a scene where uh, Jim Bulger goes to Steve Flemmy and tells him that he's going to use the uh, FBI, John Conley, as an asset to get, you know, to get back at the mafia and stuff. The fact of the matter is, uh, and, and in the scene, Steve Flemmy seems like you know, upset over it, like that you're going to use him. But the fact of the matter is Steve Flemmy was already an informant in 1965, 10 years before Jim Bulger. So, so I'll ask you again. So then what was your feeling when you left the movie? Did you feel any kind of regret, sadness, um, or just disgust? What, what, what was the feeling? Well, I, I'd you... have to say it was, it was more disgust, disappointment. The movie, uh, really, you could have you got a true story and covered every uh, aspect that you wanted to sell this movie if you only told the truth. So you obviously were not part of making that movie in any way. They didn't contact you? No, uh, myself and others that were involved, none of us were contacted. Mm -hmm. So obviously you don't feel like the movie was an accurate picture and that they pretty much took artistic license and changed quite a bit. Yeah, it wasn't accurate at all. Matter of fact, people in South Boston are calling it Black Mess. Black Mess. Oh, okay, that's interesting. And what would have been some of the, the... Comments around that. What what are they saying? Um, why are they saying that? Just because of what you're saying, the mess, the the um, chronological events, they're all out of sorts, and so on and so forth. But isn't the is is the essence of the movie not accurate as well? Well, the essence of the movie, I mean, is the relationship between uh, James Baldwin and the FBI. Okay, mm-hmm. so I mean, if you want to go there, there is a relationship with him. But as far as uh, everything that supports the movie, no. It's all fiction. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Talk with Francesca right here on AM 1510 WMEX in Boston. I'm speaking with Kevin Weeks, who is a Whitey Bulge, or was Whitey Bulger's right-hand man. Um, Kevin, Johnny Depp said some things that I think has raised more than a couple of eyebrows, and I'm sure, well, you know, obviously, the essence of what he said um, was there's humanity in everyone, even Whitey. There's a cold heart there, but he's also a man who loves, cries. There's a lot to the man. Um, glad he got away, living his life, good for him. Well, that that part, you know, I I almost I almost can tolerate um, the first 
I can almost tolerate the first, you know, there's humanity in everyone, even Whitey. Um, that there's cold heart there, but there is also a man who loves cries. I know that I interviewed you back several years ago, and um, we talked at length about um, Whitey's relationship with Catherine Gregg and how, you know, he was really good to her and he loved her. And and so um, that part I can almost swallow, but uh, glad he got away living his life. Good for him. Um, what What are your comments on that or what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I believe that he's looking at the fact that uh, the FBI was complicit with uh, Whitey Bulger, and it came back to bite them. So uh, I understand mm-hmm. what he's saying there. I mean, it, the fact of the matter is, I've always stated, I wish he was never caught, because I knew this was going to be a circus back here when he did get caught. How has it been for you um, since the movie's come out, or even the build-up of it, you know? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it just dredges up old things that mm-hmm. happened and uh and you wanting to move you know, on and past it yeah i mean this whole this whole ever should be by everybody i mean to keep on going on about the whitey bulger story it does no one any good did he ha- did he have an itch to be famous Was no no matter of fact he kept a very low profile um most people in south boston back then didn't even know what he looked like mm-hmm. so i want to get back to that um when um Johnny Depp said that he's a man who loves and cries and lot. What would you say about that? Um, did you see any kind of compassion ever? Any empathy oh, sure. ever? I mean, I mean I, the guy was a sociopath, obviously. Yes, but there's there's two different people there. I mean, one is the you know the persona of business, which is a violent world, so he's extremely violent. And then in his personal life, I mean, you know, if you didn't know the man, you would think he was just a regular person. And what about his girlfriend, Catherine? I mean, well, I, you know, yeah, because then he left. He left uh, Teresa and went back and got Catherine. Isn't that right? When he when he was on the lam. Correct. I mean, Teresa was his uh, girlfriend for uh, over thirty years, right. and uh, Catherine was with him for uh, over twenty years. I mean, he had a, a at the both life. at the same time. Correct. That's not necessarily just a regular guy. No. no. <laughs> Although, <laughs> I won't get into my, <laughs> I won't. But a lot of criminals live, live that life, you know? Yeah. Um, Kevin, I know that you and Phil, Phyllis Karras wrote this book, Hunted Down, the FBI's Pursuit and Capture of Whitey Bulger. So why did you write this book? Because you were saying, well, I don't, you know, I want to put this all behind us. This was another era. Why are we still talking about it? And yet you've just come up with a book about it. Well, we wrote the first book, and there was a lot of uh, information left over. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were approached by this fellow, uh, Phyllis's uh, agent at the time, Helen Reese, was approached and asked us if we would continue and uh, write a book uh, with some of the information that we had left over and a uh, fictionalized account of what happened. And that's why it was written. Okay. So, all right, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Talk with Francesca right here on AM 1510 WMEX in Boston. I'm speaking with Kevin Weeks. Um, Kevin, I read in the Globe and the Times that you were hanging around the set of the Black Mass movie that you even tried to sell Whitey Bulger's belt buckle from Alcatraz. Is any of that true? Were you, were you ever on that set? <laughs> Who said no, that? I was, I was never on the set. I didn't try to sell Whitey Bulger's belt buckle. <laughs> Who's, I mean, where'd that come from? I have no idea. Scott Cooper was very cute in what he said. You know, when they asked him if I was around the set, and he said, well, he was around. I might have been around because I live in South Boston, but I was not around that set. I mean, if I drove down the street, that means I'm around. Right. 
Right. So, Kevin, did you ever feel like you wanted to get out? Uh, there was one point in my life um, when my first son was born, and uh, I had an opportunity to go out to Chicago to sell commodities, believe it or not. Oh. And, uh, you know, but at that time, I had already been involved in a double homicide, so it really was no getting out. Mm, so you were stuck, and, and um, so you felt like that you just had no choice. Well, I, I mean, I had a choice in life in the very beginning which way to go, and I chose wrong. But at that point, when you're involved in, you know, basically the ultimate act with somebody, right. uh, everybody's hostage to everybody, right. and uh, no, there was no out. So how did you become business associates? Because I guess that's what you were, right? Well, what I, I started out uh, bouncing at Triple O's in South Boston, mm-hmm. and uh, I met Jim Bulger, and over the course of time, we'd have conversations, and they increased you know, from just how I it and uh, how's the family and stuff, you know, how's work going, things like that. And then eventually I started uh, bookmaking. I had a lot of people that came in the bar that wanted to place bets, so I started taking their bets. And that led to uh, loan shocking because some people couldn't pay you, mm-hmm. which led to extortion. And my crimes increased over the years. Uh, you know, by that time I was involved with uh, Jim Bulger uh, on a daily basis. And uh, eventually it led up to murder. What was it like working with him? You know, um, again, like I said, the way it's depicted in the uh, movie and the way it actually was are two different things. Uh, Jim Bulger, you know, he would talk. I mean, he didn't yell. He didn't swear. Uh, We had a good working relationship, and we had a a friendship, and uh, we had good times together. And, uh, you know, we weren't out committing crimes every day. People think you're a criminal. You're doing something every day. We weren't. Uh, most of the time, uh, it was boring. We were doing nothing. Everything was already established. So basically all we had to do was once a week uh, pick up uh, envelopes of money that was coming in from different sources. So it was kind of a boring life, believe it or not. Hmm. Every once in a while you had to step out when something serious, you know. I mean, you're there for the good, so you're there for the bad. Right. So um, how do you feel about Whitey now? Is it, weren't you um, Weren't you the, uh, or wasn't he the godfather of one of your sons from your prior marriage? Yes, he's the godfather to my oldest son. I mean, that's so how obviously there's that. no contact there. No, no contact anymore. And you have no contact with him whatsoever? No, not at all. So and how, how do you feel about him? I mean, really, how do you, I mean, he was a man you say that you had a relationship with, um, not just in business, but friendship. And obviously, if he's the godfather of one of your sons, then clearly um, there was, you know, an intimate connection there. So, um, you know, when you found out that what he was doing, um, how, how do you feel about him now? I mean, were you able to get sort of beyond it and let it go? Or do you still, is there anything that you feel like you'd like to be able to say to him if you saw him? Well, I mean, he he was, you know, my uh, closest friend. Right. Oh, and, uh, you know, we shared, you know, we talked a lot about everything. Like and, what? Uh, like, I mean, just... Just yeah. everyday stuff, family stuff. Uh, what Personal was going stuff? On, neighborhood, everything. Yeah. Any Anything, you know, what would you talk to your closest girlfriend about? You know what I'm saying? Mm. We just had a normal relationship as far as that, outside of uh, business. I mean, naturally, we discuss business all the time, but outside of that, it was just a normal relationship, a friendship. And, uh, you know, there's nothing that this man would ask me that I wouldn't do because I trusted him 100%. I believed in him 100%. And then when everything came out, I mean, I felt betrayed. Well, of course you did, but you said there was nothing that you wouldn't do for him in, 
including um, not only witnessing murders, but um, killing as well. And so what what was that uh, attraction that was so strong that, that you were, were willing to do that for him? I mean, was it the money? What was it? Well, you know, the money's part of it, but the friendship we had mm-hmm. and the trust I had for him. Right, but friends don't yeah. usually ask friends to kill each Kill someone, well, the, right? that was the business we were in. That was the profession that you know I had chosen and that he was involved in. And so, just like uh, when a banker goes to work, uh, he's dealing with money all the time. When a criminal, uh, you know, an organized crime, you know, there's chances you're dealing with violence. That's part of the business, right? Right, um, Kevin. Just digressing a bit, um, which obviously I don't believe that Whitey's a changed man. But the three teenage girls from a mass, uh, Massachusetts high school wrote to him saying they were writing a school essay about his criminal exploits, and he wrote back to them. Obviously, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of that. Um, that he had said his life was wasted. Um, can you tell us how you feel about that, our listening audience? I'm curious. Um, th- th- that kind of was an odd response coming from Whitey Bulger, or was it? Well, I imagine that, uh, first of all, being in prison, he doesn't have a real lot to do. So, uh, you know, to get a letter and a chance to write back occupies some of his time. Uh, I think now he's 86 years old, and maybe he's looking back with regret or melancholy, or maybe he thinks he's given fatherly advice. Hmm. Uh, Was he a father, or is he a father? He was a father. His son died, Douglas. And when was that? Oh, that was uh, early 70s. I think the child was like seven years old when he died from Rye syndrome. Oh, okay. So do you think possibly there's any chance that Whitey Bulger could have any regrets whatsoever? Oh, sure. I think he has. Everybody has regrets in life. No, no, everybody. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Well, everybody, Depending. Everybody has a regret in life, something they didn't do or they did do or they wish they did. Mm. You know, whether it was taking a trip, you know, or uh, visiting a loved one or whatever. Everybody has some kind of regret in life. No one's life is perfect. Right. I think his biggest regret was that uh, he actually got caught. Well, okay. So that's not a... That's really... A regret that he got caught. If that's, I don't know that I'd call that a regret. But um, I'm well, saying, what I'm talking. You could ask everybody in prison. There's always a regret. <laughs> Jeez, unbelievable. Um, no, I guess when I when I'm saying regrets, I'm thinking about like, oh, what did I do? I, you know, like how does he live in his own skin? Um, you know, I just I, I wonder that. And 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 so in in saying just that, how. How were, have you been able to um, reconcile um, your past as well? I know that you've, you've gone on in your life, and now you, you, you work as a construction worker. Is that right? Correct. And you're married. And I met your—well, um, it wasn't your wife at the time, back a couple of years ago when I had interviewed you. Yeah, uh, we've been married three years now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. So you must have been pretty close to getting married at that time then. I guess I didn't realize that. We were. But um, so— so, so I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, you know, your life. So how, how do is, I reconcile my yeah, life? Yeah, so how are you reconciling your, how, how were you able to do that? I mean, does it, does it come up? Do you feel like a sense of post-traumatic stress or anything like that? Or No, I mean, uh, you know, I look at it and, and, uh, and without making it seem that I'm just uh, being cavalier, that was the past. Mm-hmm. And I can't change the past, what I did. I mean, uh, am I sorry for the things I did? Of course I am. 
but I can't change the past. So I really try not to dwell on it. All I can do is uh, go day to day and look forward to the future and how my life is now and how uh, I'll continue to live my life. Are you a religious man? Yes. Oh, you are? Okay. So um, do you... uh, do you go to confession, or do you are you more spiritual? Um, how do you do? You have a relationship with God that you know. You, do you feel like when you die that you're going to go to um, a place that's that your soul is going to go to heaven, or do you think because of what happened that you might go to hell, or what might be your thoughts on that? Well, you know, um, I really uh, don't know where I'm going to go. Uh, like the rest like of it. us, right? Right. The only thing I can tell you, uh, if I go up or I go down, I'm going to know people. And what do you mean by that? Well, there's people I know that are probably in hell, and there's people I know that are probably in heaven. Oh, so either way... So you I'll pr- probably know someone either way. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Kevin, um, we're, we're just... Um, we're almost out of time. I just um, want to ask you, is there anything that you'd like to tell our listening audience that we haven't talked about today? No, really, I just, um, I think they should save their money and wait till the movie comes out on TV, because uh, it, it, is, uh, it is a terrible, terrible movie. And I'm not saying that because, uh, you know, uh, we had no involvement in it. It's just that uh, they could have had a really good movie if they went to sources that were actually involved in these crimes. Mm-hmm. If there was one thing that you could say to Whitey Bulger, what would that be? Huh. What do you mean, why What? Why he um, betrayed you? Yes, and, and, and betrayed all of us. And, and why were you an informant? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were always preached, uh, you know, you don't rat on your friends, you don't rat on your enemies, and if you have a problem, you take it to the street. And that was the code I was brought up mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and he preached it all along to us. And, uh, you know, don't forget that some of these people that were uh, killed by us uh, were informants. And I look back at it and I say to myself, what right do we have to kill these people for being informants when uh, Steve Fleming and Jim Bulger were the biggest informants? Right, right. So does, uh, do you, do, when you say, you would say why, does that bother you at all? Do you think about it from time to time? And Oh, I think about it all the time. Okay. I mean, you know, basically the you know, 25 years of my life was a lie. You know, it wasn't this uh, gang. It was the gang of two. And it was Jim Bulger and Steve Fleming, and the rest of us were uh, basically basically expendable. I mean, in the in the movie, they make Steve Fleming to be this melancholy, uh, sympathetic uh, figure, and he was a psychopathic killer. Mm. You know, Kevin, I'll just I'll leave you with a little armchair therapy here, since you said that you uh, that you know you think about it all the time. Someone once said to me, you know, um, there was a snake. Um, it was me, I'm walking in the woods, and the snake said, please pick me up, I'm in pain. And the guy says, no, I'm, you know, I'm, you're a snake. And the snake says, no, well, no, 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 I won't do it, I won't, I won't hurt you. And the guy says, what are you kidding me, you're a snake? He goes, no, 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 really, I'm in pain, please help me out here. He says, nope, nope, not going to do it. Third time, the snake says, please, I promise you, I, this one time, I, I won't hurt you. And, and the guy picks up the snake, and the snake bites him, and he said, you bit me. He goes, what do you expect? I'm a snake. That's what snakes do. That's what snakes do. So, you know, that's your answer um, 
to why he did what he did. But anyway, um, okay, Kevin Weeks, thank you so much for being on Talk with Francesca today. He has written Hunted Down, the FBI's Pursuit and Capture of Whitey Bulger. You can pick it up on Amazon, probably any bookstore. And um, Kevin, thanks again for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 